Hey, it's me, Buford. Uh, if you're listening to this, then you're probably a regular listener of our show, and we would really appreciate a couple of things. First of all, please like this podcast, subscribe to it on whatever service you are listening to it on now. Also, if you're an Apple podcast user, please give us a review. Those reviews are how people find the show, and we really, really do appreciate it. Also, we have started, and we're going to talk about this in the episode, but we've started a new series on our YouTube channel, Hillbillies in the Holler. It's called Straight Out of Boogertown. It's a travel series where we go around and see things from the hillbilly perspective. We think you're going to enjoy it if you like what we do. But what we need more than anything right now is subscribers. We need you to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Also, share it with your friends. Share it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you can. Just text it to people. Let them know about what we do and ask them to subscribe as well. We really, really, really would appreciate it. If you want to send us anything, we have people asking about that, sending us gifts and products they want us to check out. Our um, physical address is in the show notes. And you can email us at meetbuford at gmail.com if you have ideas for upcoming episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now here's this week's episode of Hillbillies in the Holler. And it's time for another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. With your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, Buford, and goodness knows who else. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. And welcome back to glorious downtown Boogertown. I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. And you're back with another episode of the Hillbillies in the Holler podcast. We have had a day today. We have. It's been a day. All the way up to the end of it. <laughs> Left Boogertown early this morning. Got Molly and Thor fed, got their water all set up for them and everything. And then we headed to Nashville. Nastyville, Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> That's what we used to call it. <laughs> oh, I, I tell you, it's growing. I, I'm telling you. I like to not recognize anything. I saw more cranes today than I believe I've seen in years. And those tall things that's building those buildings with those metal and steel things, too. Yeah, them, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they were working on the airport. and Everything's growing. Everything's getting bigger. And they still have the same amount of parking and roads, so it's... Very congested. Very congested. Anyway, we stopped at Bucky's. Yeah, we did. I got to see Bucky's. Everybody's talking about Bucky's. Everybody's wanting to take their picture of Bucky's. We went to, uh, we're having one. There's, they're putting one in at the interstate there in Kodak. Yeah, for, well, actually, they're building an exit 408 for it. And, uh, I don't think that's going to help. It's, no, it's going to be it's going to be very congested. How many uh, gas pumps is it going to have? Uh, this one's going to be the largest. I think it's going to have over 200 gas pumps. The one we were at had over 100. It's going to have like 300 commodes or something. It's insane. Uh, but they're very clean bathrooms, and the and the uh, gas is a good price, and they got great food in there um, and, and all kinds of neat They had a whole wall of jerky. They had flavors of jerky I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And then they got a jerky bar where you can sample and try. Yep. Yep. All that sampling in there, who needs to eat? That, that, we made a... We made a little video be on our YouTube channel, just a mini episode of uh, 
straight out of Boogertown. But Boo Boo was standing in front of that giant wall of jerky, and the man that was stalking it said, Can I help you boys? Boo Boo said, Huh? What'd you say to the guy? <laughs> oh, I'll try to keep him wrecking here. Uh, I want to know where the jerky was. Yeah, he stood in front of a wall of beef jerky, and Boo Boo said, Well, he was thinking about getting some beef jerky, reckon where we could find some. He said, Take five steps forward. <laughs> and I said, Just open up any one of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I could sample them there. <clears throat> we are uh, heading down the road right now. We're in bumper to bumper traffic in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, otherwise known as Knox Vegas. Passing Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, Turkey Creek. Turkey Creek. Where we had breakfast this morning at Mimi's Cafe. I had something I never had uh, corned beef hash Benedict. Yeah, a poached egg and that yellow stuff on top of it. Hollandaise. That, I thought she said holiday. No, it's hollandaise. What is that? It's a, it's a sauce. What's it made out of? I don't know. I mean, it's okay. I ain't a chef. I ain't either. But uh, I had the smoked salmon uh, Benedict, and it was real good. I love smoked salmon. And those potatoes are pretty good, too. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So we ate breakfast there and then headed on down the road, stopped at Bucky's, looked around, and... Uh, Bought a little T-shirt for my granddaughter, and then we went down to uh, Nashville. Went out for pizza. Yeah, took and care of uh, some personal business. Got to see the redneck bus. They didn't know we were in town. <laughs> we pulled a fast one on them. Went down there to the sidewalk, and we just stood and waited. We knew they'd be coming down there in about ten minutes. When they came through, we we were just saluting them as they went by, and the driver about wrecked. He's opening the window. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> Buckshot. He's the comedian doing the tour. Great comedian. He rolling that window down screaming, you can't get on here. We don't have food. We don't have drinks. <laughs> it was fun, though. Yeah. Look on their face watching Boo Boo and Buford sit in the heart of Nashville standing on the sidewalk saluting them. And we visited a neat place while we were there. Uh, called uh, Bobby's Idol Where the songwriters hang out. Yeah, and there was about a dozen songwriters in there. Passing the guitar around, singing a song that they wrote. No sound equipment, just guitar and voice. And it was really neat. Really? That's, we left from there to go meet the, the Redneck Bus. And they're in Nashville. I know a lot of y'all have been with us here in the Smoky Mountains, but um, they're doing, they've been doing it 23 years there in Nashville. Long time. And now Branson. So if you're going to be in any of those markets, come and see us. TheRedneckBus.com. What's that promo code? Uh, Smokey. S-M-O-K-Y. Now, that only works in the Great Smoky Mountains. That's where I was going to next. Somebody's asking if they, because they were going to Nashville and they wanted to try it, too. There is one, but I don't know what it is. Probably need to find that out. Yeah, we ought to. But, uh, but yeah, there's a... Uh, we had, we had a nice time. We stopped and followed the bus to their next stop, and we sat and visited with the boys a few minutes and then uh, headed on back to Knoxville. So we spent most of the day in the car driving. Driving and you researching stuff about Boogertown, not realizing how much history Boogertown has. Yeah, we, uh, we, we, we got to talking about it and about the Cherokee culture because I had always heard that Booger was a Cherokee word that meant ghosts. But it actually turns out it's, they have their own word for it, but they appropriated our word booger, like from the booger man, which there is a proto-Germanic word, goes back thousands of years in different versions all over Europe. 
boogeyman, busaman, bootsman, but basically they appropriated the word and they created a dance to make fun of us called the booger dance. And we're not going to go into great detail because we don't know great detail about it yet. But I'm planning a trip over to Cherokee. But the masks, that's what I was Yeah, they make, they make these booger masks. And it's uh, made out of a gourd. And it's supposed to look like us, like uh, the, the uh, European invaders. They all had them super long noses or big eyes. And just... Yeah, and it was done to, as a uh, joke. As a joke. It was, yeah, it was to, it, they did it to make themselves laugh. And I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go over to Cherokee, North Carolina, and do some more research and find out more about the Booger Dance. But that is where Booger Town Road and Booger Town gets their name. What I thought was interesting is that uh, we was talking about clans, like the Wolf Clan, Fox Clan, Bear Clan. There's a Potato Clan. The Wild Potato Clan. They, they have seven clans. There's the Bird, the Wolf, the Deer, the Long Hair, the Paint, and the Wild Potato. And each of those clans had their own way of doing things. And the, the, the Wild Potato was uh, they were they were foragers. And the wild potato was a big part of their diet. And so that was the foraging clan. That, well, I do know that they don't name themselves. Other people name them. That's like they just didn't have a meeting. So what are we going to call ourselves? Somebody said, how about Cherokee? And they vote. No, the people on the other side of the mountain called them Cherokee, and it just that's how it stuck. Yeah. They were known as the over-the-hill people. Yeah. And I think it actually, in their in their uh, language, it's pronounced Salaki, but we, you know, we Europeanized it and made it Cherokee. But, uh, yeah, I actually want to learn the Cherokee language. It's a fascinating language. And um, uh, Shaqua, uh, who, uh, Sequoia, as we call him, but his name was Shaqua, or George Guest. <laughs> he had a white name, too. <clears throat> but anyway, he um, was illiterate. He could not read or write English, but he was fascinated by the uh, what what he called the talking leaves that the white man had where we could pass ideas with pieces of paper and so he decided that he was going to create a, a written language for the Cherokee and he created what's called a syllabary it's not an alphabet because each of the symbols represents a syllable rather than just one sound but he created a syllabary and he is the only person in recorded human history known to have created a method of writing while being illiterate of any other language. And the cool thing is that within a year, within 10 years, about 90% of the Cherokee were literate in their own language. They had their own newspaper. Printing and they had press. Printing presses, making books, and within just 10 years. But here's what's wild. What he dedicated in years to accomplish this, it burned in a fire and he had to start from scratch. But the way, in the, at first, the elders of the tribe were not convinced that it was a good idea. So he was having a meeting with them, and he was, he was taking notes in his syllabary of everything that was said. And then when they, they said, well, we just don't think this is a good idea, he called his daughter in from the other room who had been helping him with the syllabary, and she read the notes and told the elders what had just been said, and that convinced them. That's when everybody is going to learn that. They realized the power of the talking leaves. Of the talking leaves. We went down a couple years ago to uh, Von Orr. Yeah, to Von Orr to the, the Sequoia Museum. And uh, they highly recommend it. Really great museum. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. You hear all about his life. And uh, 
you uh, actually not only get to hear about his life, but as you're leaving the museum, there's a talking picture that comes to life, and it's the actor, Wes Studi, who is a Native American, playing Sequoia, and it's absolutely awesome. So, um, well, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, BigfootSearchGear.com. Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there, somewhere? He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. All right, well, we've been joined on the phone by another one of the hillbillies in the holler. Berman! What's up, Berman? Oh, no, hold on. What's happening? Well, we used to call check on you. Everywhere we turn, people go, where's Berman? So we thought, yeah. well, we need to find out where he is. Well, I didn't fall today. I painted a gable on the roof about 40 foot off the ground. You? When did you fall? I didn't fall. Oh, that's that what he was reporting. Thing. I fell before. Oh, you have fell before. I fell so many. Yeah, I fell so many times. So it's a good thing I just didn't this time. It's just a good thing that you didn't this time. Yeah, it's always a good yeah. thing not to fall. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're up there, what, about 40 feet? Yeah, everybody's always looking for me to fall. So I figure I'm going to fall. Well, you can lay some pillows and mattresses down there. Yeah. I remember, was you painting? Buy me a trampoline, that way I can paint my way up, paint my way back down. <laughs> you know, I'd pay money to see that. i give you $5. I'd probably draw a pretty good crowd doing that. <laughs> I'm actually good. Yeah. They say, what's or he doing? Somebody put on Facebook, said somebody put on Facebook, they'd like to see me, they'd like to see somebody running on a ring and put on a show with me fighting. Silver back gate, and I can't remember who it was. Somebody put up under there and said it. they didn't know anybody had an ache. It was that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all quit. Y'all quit. Y'all quit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, you can fight him once at least. <laughs> That's a little story that goes behind 
told it on the podcast before, but but you know what? It's a good story. Tell it again. The y'all quit story. Um, well, my daddy and my uncle Fred went to the uh, carnival. They had a orangutan up there in the cage. You could buy a ticket. You could stay in that cage with that orangutan for so many minutes. Whatever you win, $100. I think it's three minutes. And uh, you win $100. Well, my daddy and my Uncle Fred got them a ticket. My Uncle Fred used to box. He was a Golden Gloves heavyweight boxer in the Navy. So he sat back and he watched that eight. Watched it. People kept getting in there with it. And about half kill him. <laughs> and uh, so Daddy, he was all gun-ho to get in there. He wanted to fight that thing. So he thought he could win a hundred dollars. <laughs> but Daddy said that it come his turn, said he got in that case, said Fred said, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna sit back here and watch it. So Daddy said he got in that case. He said when they shut the door that meant it was on. You know, that thing he's coming at you. Daddy said they shut that door and he said that thing threw me all over that cage. He said he was slinging me every place that I was hollering, Y'all quit. <laughs> Y'all quit. There ain't nobody in there but me and that eight. But it felt like there was ten of them. <laughs> Whipping him. When he closed that cage, that's his cue to light into yeah. it, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, but that, that man called that thing off of you. He called him off of Daddy. Daddy got out of there. Daddy said, Fred to him, said, no, I'm, I'm going to get in there, but I ain't getting in there quite yet. He walked that thing. And uh, he figured out everything that that monkey did. <laughs> <laughs> and then he decided... He was going to get in there with him. So they shut the door. As soon as they shut the door, Fred jumped up, grabbed hold of a bar that hung up there. Because it had bars in it. That monkey swing across them bars. And uh, Fred jumped up and grabbed that bar. Fred was about 6'6". About 280, 290 pounds. And... uh. Wore a size 14 shoe and he kicked that eight right in the face. <laughs> and uh, knocked the eight up against the other side. Ten. Oh, eight just laid there. Man, coming in there, you hurt my eight. You hurt my eight. My uncle said that he told the man he wanted his hundred dollars. The man didn't want to give him the hundred dollars. So well, you get to give me the hundred dollars. Man, you're getting in the cage. <laughs> and I said, well, what happened? He said, man, give me my hundred dollars. You broke my monkey. <laughs> yeah, you broke my monkey. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> man, you done tore up a monkey. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Man, that monkey was making a good living. Well, oh, well a friend, another friend of ours tells a story about... Uh, they had a similar kind of thing came through with the fair in Arkansas where he grew up, and it was a bear. And you you got in a, a wrestling ring and wrestled the bear. And if you could uh, stay in there so long, you'd win. And said the captain of the football team, big old boy, that ever be the most popular kid in town, got up in that ring with that I bear. They clawed that bear. And that bear spun that boy around and bent him over and mounted him. 
right there in front of the whole town. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I believe I'd have been hollering, y'all quit. Y'all, y'all quit. Yeah, y'all quit. Oh, my goodness. Was it a grizzly? No, I think it was a black bear. Oh. But surely. It probably didn't hear it. Some did it. Surely, surely it had to have been declawed because it had tore somebody up if it wasn't. Sound like you're staring yeah. up. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, you broke I don't up. think that was the part he was worried about. I don't think that was the part he was worried about at that moment. Yeah, you I don't think he's worried about his clock.
but as I got older, it got worse. And so, um, I, uh, I went and they totally replaced my shoulder joint, put a brand new mechanical one in there. And I told Boo Boo, I said, I was worried about getting that shoulder replaced because as, as bad as, as arthritis hurts, it's real handy for knowing when it's going to rain. But you know, this new computerized yeah. one, it sends a signal to my phone and tells me it's going to rain. <laughs> that worked a lot better, though. <laughs> you like that? A Bluetooth shoulder. <laughs> hey, what? Yeah. Look at the Bluetooth. You running any more snakes? But when you started telling me that, I was thinking about I thought it was Boo Boo to start with. I thought he's going to start talking about boxing again. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we well, were stepping on his hands. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. No, I was I, I really did do that a long time ago, but no, no I had always hurt his friends because they got they got stepped on all the time while he's on the mat. <laughs> Referee kept stepping on my hand. I always hurt my. I told him every time I boxed, always hurt my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, CoffeeAndSugar.com. And today's episode is brought to you by CoffeeAndSugar.com. That's K A W F E E. A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com, home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the Hillbillies in the Holler sent you. Yeah, he counted him a, two, three snakes the other uh, few weeks ago. Tell us about that. Was yeah. it a garden snake or a copperhead and something well, else? I caught, uh, I caught the biggest garter snake I believe I've ever seen. And uh, I took a picture with him. Everything. I let him go. Yeah, that's but I caught a... Uh, I caught a copperhead and uh, took a picture with him. He's still alive and everything. And I put him down on the ground. I don't know what happened to him. The Lord called him home. And, uh, <laughs> they, still talk, they still don't know what happened to No. Deadly, dangerous. One of those great mysteries. Yeah. And but there was a, a old um, red belly, what we call red belly water moss. Yeah. And they, uh, they're not poisonous, but they'll kill a cottonmouth. Oh, they will. So my uncle, my uncle called me up and said, "Hey, there's a water moss in them under my carport. My wife ain't gonna come out the house." And he said, I'll "Be honest with you, I ain't either." <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, so I went over to his house and I, I got it, picked it up, carried it out there, put it in the wood, and they just Wow. Yeah. Now they're musky smelling. They're yeah. real musky. Yeah, smelling. I can they're smell them. And I, I hate it. I hate that smell. Yeah. When I smell that smell, I'm like, oh boy. That's what John Bryant. Those red bellies are one of the most musky smelling snakes you can ever find. Yeah, I'll get down next to a creek they or something smell. like that, and I'm like, oh yeah. boy, here we go. John Bryant sang about that in his song Muhlenberg, or it's called Paradise. 
but it's about Muhlenberg County, Kentucky. But he says, we says we'd go down to the Green River where the where the air smelled like snakes, and we'd shoot with our pistols. Yeah. And anybody that's been around a body of water and smell water moccasins knows exactly what he means. You know what that smell is. And then you, you almost said that they don't stink. They stink. They stink. <laughs> it's got an extra A on it. Yeah, stink. Well, plus you got them snake feeders too, you know. Them snake feeders, even yeah. them snakes will be in that grass and everything. You can't see them, but you watch them snake feeders, you just kind of know where they are. You, you don't You don't see a lot of people out here eat snakes. You see a lot of people eat turtles. Yeah, that seemed to be kind of... He eat snakes on turtles. He'll eat, he will? He said he'll cook them all up in the same pot and eat them at the same time. Well, let's make one big stew. Yeah, go big or go he home. He will, man. Well, there's not that much meat to a turtle, is there, unless you can get you a big mud turtle? Uh, them old big alligator turtles is some meat on them. Are they? I seen one the other day. Shoot, that thing was huge. It was crossing the road. We had to go around it. It, it biggest five gallon bucket. Look, look like a what is it? Hub cap? Yeah, like a hub cap off of old, off old seventy cars. Hey, Berman, I was down there at the Hellbender. This woman, with, this is a true story. It's backed my hand up. She was screaming, screaming, boo-boo, boo-boo. I ran down there to Buford. I don't know if you know this story. But uh, you know Carol, don't you? Yes, yeah. Carol. Carol was one down there yelling it. I went down there and she goes, this turtle, this mud turtle's drowning. I looked down there and about, I guess, a foot underwater. This turtle's laying on its back just wiggling around there and it can't get flipped over. She goes, you got to save it before it drowns. I took my boots off and rode my... Overall legs up there to my knees and got in that water and I reached down there and grabbed that mud turtle and I tell you what, that thing I thought we stuck to a rock. I was the heaviest mud turtle and I pulled him out of that water and Berman, it wasn't a mud it wasn't one mud turtle, it was two mud turtles. Uh oh. They were they were locked up. Huh. Oh Lord. You mean they was wrestling? Something like that. It was that time of the year they wrestle. Yeah, but but and they were probably yeah. thinking, hey, boo-boo, won't you mind your own business? Yeah. And I'm, I'm holding it there. One of them was in the same shape that football player was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Y'all quit. Y'all quit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness oh, gracious. Man. Well, folks, we appreciate you coming back to Boogertown and listening to the show this week. We would like to reiterate that no animals were harmed during the making of this show except for... A uh, an orangutan, Berman's father, a uh, snake that miraculously died, and two turtles that had their lives interrupted. But everything, everything, other than that, everything, peachy clean. Everything all good. Everything else is good. Y'all quit. <laughs> y'all quit. If we appreciate y'all listening. Please go and check out our YouTube channel, uh, The Hillbillies in the Holler. We've got a new series called Straight Out of Boogertown, where we get out of Boogertown and go see the world. Go on there and check those out. We've got uh, three episodes out now and a fourth one that's going to be coming out real soon as of the recording of this podcast. And uh, also follow us on TikTok while it lasts, uh, Facebook, Instagram. We do a little bit on there. Uh, you can also follow me on all that stuff as Meet Buford. 
Um, but 99% of my efforts right now are going into the Hillbillies in the Holler. If you're interested in Hillbillies merchandise, you can go to hillbilliesintheholler.us just as soon as we get it back operational, which it should be pretty soon. Uh, also, you can go to meetbuford.com for Meet Buford uh, merchandise. The Redneck Bus. The Redneckbus.com to come and see us live. And in person. Uh, you can also go see the guys in Branson or the guys in Nashville. But, I mean, really, let's face it, you're listening to our show, you want to come see us. Uh, but we do appreciate y'all uh, coming and listening and hanging out with us. We um, uh, would appreciate it if you would go on Apple Podcast and give us a review. Uh, it just takes a few minutes, but those reviews are how people find the show. And we would uh, also really greatly appreciate it if you would share this with your friends. Hit the little share button and uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, that would be great because uh, we need more listeners. Uh, but thanks so much for listening. And, hey, uh, if you're listening out there, Gator, Hey Mandel is still doing fine. In the meantime, I'm Buford. I'm Boo Boo. I'm Berman. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to the Hillbillies and the Holler podcast. Come back next week for a whole lot more fun right here in downtown Boogertown.